I'm Nathalie Walton, and this is Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on some of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year. Just a quick reminder before we start today's episode that if you want to renovate or remodel your home, you can enroll in my new course, the Design and Decoration Masterclass, which will start at the beginning of next year. I've created this course to give you the confidence, guidance and support you need and to save you from wasting time, money and even worse, ending up with a home that you don't really love. So by the end of this course, you will have a master plan for your project and all of the tips, tricks, tools and strategies you need to get it right. I will be sharing all of the lessons I've learned from designing, decorating homes over the past 20 years and I can't wait to help you create a home that you love. For all details, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. Okay, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to be sharing this episode, and I thought it would be fun to look back on some of the biggest lessons that I've learned. Well, interesting too, because of course, some of them have been hard lessons, but I think that we grow when we go through these periods in our life and it's certainly something not to dismiss. And with every, um, you know, any, every mistake or lesson that we learn, there's always an opportunity for growth. So that's what we're going to focus on today. The five biggest lessons that I've learned and I hope that they might help you in some way. Maybe you've had similar experiences or maybe these are things that you can take and use in your own life going forward for the new year. So the first lesson that I learned, it was, I mean, often with these things, they're kind of reminders. I think that we know all of them within ourselves, but sometimes we just need to be reminded. And of course, one of the biggest things that happened this year was COVID. So the first lesson is how quickly we can adapt to any given situation. It really has been the defining moment for this year in many ways and has had, you know, obviously a huge impact on all of our lives and has really been this global disease that has affected everyone all around the world. And, you know, I mean, it's obviously horrible the amount of people that have Um, died because of this and been sick and had their livelihoods impacted because of it. And, you know, I don't want to diminish, diminish that in any way, excuse me, but I think that we can also learn a lot from this. And there are some takeaways that I have got from this situation. One, of course, is that anything is possible even though we can so often think that we know everything, we can kind of envisage our life and we think that, oh, the children are going to go to school and this is going to happen and that I'm going to be working and doing this job. And, you know, we sort of think we have this almost arrogance, I think, as humans, that we think we know everything, even though life often brings these things that knock us uh, for six. And, you know, we're kind of left 
almost startled initially and in shock. And we go through all these different stages, but it really does show that anything is possible, both in a good sense and in a bad sense, but that also that we can, we can get through it and we can adapt. And that has been a really big takeaway from the situation, how quickly we adapted to it, how quickly it became normal initially during lockdown to actually just be at home all the time. At first, it felt a little bit strange. And I remember I kind of had itchy feet, but then so quickly it became normal. And then I remember at the end of it, we couldn't actually get our children to leave the house. We said, come on, let's go to the beach as it sort of was all settling down and, you know, restrictions were lifting and they didn't want to go to the beach. They just said, no, we just want to stay at home and how quickly we adapt and things become normalized within our lives which is a great lesson for other things that we can make improvements with our life. We can adapt. We can change. It is possible. And we can do hard things too. I mean, obviously, there have been so many challenges with this year in terms of having to homeschool children and juggle that and all of the challenges that have come with that. But we can adapt to it and we can do it. And often in these times, I mean, how much good came of it as well. The, you know, technology is also obviously really enabled this, but certainly being able to communicate online and be able to do the classrooms online, to be able to run courses online, um, just the inventiveness of businesses and how they responded to it. Uh, one of the local businesses in our area, it actually makes gin and then it started to make hand sanitizer but other things like local businesses who at the time weren't able to, obviously restaurants weren't able to open, but then they started to do home delivery and how we were able to adapt to those situations and really think our businesses and, and how we can show up and how we can improve them. And then taking those resources and actually enabling things that are perhaps better as a way to, to live and communicate and move forward. I also believe that we really are stronger together, that we, even though we've had to have so much physical distance, when we all work towards a common goal, how we can really work through something and make something better. Within Australia, a great example of this is within Melbourne, who had to go through a second lockdown period. And I know it was incredibly protracted and challenging for the people of Melbourne, but like what camaraderie and, you know, how great for the spirit that they did it and they did it together. And, you know, by people coming together and being stronger together, it does show what's possible. So I think that is a big takeaway from COVID that when we come together, we can do hard things and we can actually come out of it better. The second big lesson for me is also how far we have to go. And this relates to the Black Lives Matter movement. And again, this sense of, I really became aware of our complacency within society and how we just take things for granted and don't always question things and how we can be so caught up in our own lives and just focus on our own issues and our own problems and not thinking about other people and the trials and tribulations that they have to go through and how we are all responsible for making this world a better place. And we all have to play our part. And I think I've always been a very empathetic person. 
and always try to put myself in the shoes of another person. But it really made me aware of how my inherent advantages as a white person and obviously my social standing as as a white person as well and all the advantages that come with that. And I think that as people, you know, our humanity is both one of our, you know, it's one of our greatest gifts and what it can give to us. And, and, you know, we, we aren't robots, we are human beings and we need to relate to each other in that way and how important that is. And that how important it is, it always is to be kinder than you need to be. Now, this manifests in all sorts of ways in our life and social media is one really good example of this. And it's been a really interesting experience to kind of really put myself out there a little bit more. And as soon as you do, then of course, as soon as you do that, then people are willing to cut you down. But then as soon as you do as well, then there are also so many other people that connect with me or see value in what I share. And I I tell this for you if if you feel lacking in confidence about putting your voice out there or your opinions or what's important to you, that of course there are always going to be people who disagree with you or want to cut you down. But at the same time, I guarantee you that will be more people who will benefit from it and who will gain value from it and who will benefit from it. And to really focus on that, how these decisions that we make and the choices that we make, how they can ultimately benefit a broader cross-section of people, not just ourselves, but looking at the bigger picture and how important that is. I also think that it really taught me to, you know, to really try better and to try harder. And again, this relates to a little bit to complacency, but how important it is to, to not just rest on our laurels, but to really sort of question ourselves and see what we can do and how can we do this better and to keep taking steps forward and to keep making improvements. And the final thing that I've really learned about that, well, I mean, there's going to be so many more lessons, I'm sure, but one that I wanted to share today was that it's important to not just talk, but to act, to take action on something. I think, again, social media is a prime example of how it's so easy to share a quote or it's so easy to sort of say, yeah, Black Lives Matters or, or you know, looking at our situation within Australia and what issues affect the Indigenous community, but to actually take action to try and make improvements. Now, I know that sometimes it can feel as if whatever we do is going to be wrong and you worry that, well, is that the best way or is it the right way or is that what I should do? But I think just to start taking some kind of action, and even if it's not perfect, even if it's you could do better in the future, but just to take some steps is better than to take no steps because you're paralyzed by worry or indecision. And this is something that I have done in both of sort of my different businesses in terms of my business imprint house. And one of the first steps that we did, I was looking and trying to find different, was there a way that I could um, stock the wares of Indigenous artists or um, makers? And that is a journey that I'm still on and still trying to find people. And I've reached out to people and, you know, it's complicated. You know, it's very easy to just say, just do this. And, And there are various issues that have arisen because of this. And I've been in contact with different makers and some of them 
They're so focused on their own journey that they don't necessarily want to be stopped by someone. And that's great. I mean, you know, but I'm trying. And so in the meantime, we have taken the step to engage with um, I equals change. Some of you might be aware of it, but basically $1 from every purchase goes towards a life-saving project. And so we chose three projects where $1 from every um, time somebody buys something on the store, the person, the customer can select which project they want to donate that dollar to. And we've got one that relates to Indigenous communities and the Fred Hollows Foundation improving eye health, which is a huge issue in Indigenous communities within Australia. Another project is about giving shelter to those most vulnerable in our communities with through the Asylum uh, Resource Centre. And the third one is related to the land and replanting trees. So people can choose which project. So that was a step that we took. Of course, I want to do many more things and I've got ideas and I'm actively engaged and working on that. But I think it's really important to do something, you know, in some way and really not just talk about it, but actually take the steps to make improvements. And with my courses, I've donated a percentage of sales to um, Children's Ground, which is an Indigenous um, charity within Australia that is working towards helping children learn their own languages within Indigenous communities. So those are just a couple of the steps and they're by no means the end point. They are the beginning of a journey. But as I said, I think something is better than nothing. One of the other big lessons that I've learned, the third, is really how to grow, how to grow as a person and as a business. And I have kind of quickly realized my limitations of just trying to do everything myself. And I am one of those people who does often try and do everything myself, much to my detriment. I sort of think, because I can, like I'm one of those people, I'm a doer. I can work very late if I so choose to. I can burn the midnight oil. But I kind of came to the realization this year that if I, that's not sustainable in, a, in the simplest way. It's not sustainable for my health, for my family, for my business. And if I really want to grow my business and be able to benefit, obviously, my family, but also the wider community in terms of them being able to give back more, then I really need to choose more sustainable way of working. And one of them has been to grow a team and to delegate work. So I've had to really focus on what are the things in my business or my work that only I can do and really try and delegate the rest. And again, we started small. I think that sometimes it can feel overwhelming to think, oh, I don't have the money to build a team. I don't have the money to get an assistant. I don't have the money to employ staff. But we started small. We just started by getting somebody to assist me two days a week for four hours a day. And then it increased slowly, slowly. And now that person, sort of almost two years on, is working five days a week, you know, like a full week. And we've since employed another person who's working part-time and we've just recently taken on a third person. So we've just done it step by step, little bit by little bit, but there are many different ways that you can do this. You can get a cleaner and look at what your hourly rate in terms of what you can earn and look at how much you pay a cleaner or somebody else to do other jobs around your home and really try and delegate certain tasks so that you're not trying to do everything yourself because really you're holding yourself back when you do that. And the more that you let go of those things that are not your highest value 
offers, then the more that you can focus on the things that you can really create true value. So only I can create this podcast. My, you know, my assistants and my team, the people who I've got working with me, they can't do that, but they can upload the images. They can do a lot of the backend stuff and I can focus on writing the content and recording the podcast. And that's my highest value offer. Whereas for them, I can get them to do all the other things that help support that and move us forward collectively. Another big thing in relation to that, though, is also that done is better than perfect. And I am a recovering perfectionist. I've touched on this in the past, and it's something that I have to really work through because I do struggle with like getting really caught up in the fine details of things. And that can really hold me back in many, many ways. And my husband is really good at this. He's really good at just looking at the big picture. For instance, earlier on in the year, I was really getting myself kind of worked up and kind of angsty about um, working out the carbon miles for my books because I wanted to offset those. That was really important. Obviously, I traveled around the world to create my books and I was conscious of the impact that that was having, particularly given the fact that my second book is very much about living more sustainably. That was really important. And I was getting us sort of saying, Okay, I've got to look at all my um, spreadsheets in terms of I did, you know, I I flew to Sydney once and back, you know, return, and then I flew to Melbourne return, and then I flew from um, down to Sydney and then went across to South America, and then I landed in Buenos Aires and went from there to Sao Paulo and then to Trancoso, and you know, I was and he's saying, so basically, you're saying you travelled around the world twice. Why don't we just double that and it's done? And I went, oh yeah, okay. You know, all this like getting caught up in the minor details and really stressing and worrying and having this weight and this burden on me and just simplifying those processes. Like what is actually the problem? Well, I want to offset my carbon miles. Well, it doesn't have to be exactly the right to the mileage. You know, if we pay a little bit more, then fine, it's done. Like don't, you know, waste all that time when I could be focusing on my consultations or focusing on my courses or focusing on some other area of my business, you know, shooting product for Imprint House. Like there are so many better ways that I can spend my time than literally worrying about this. And it was weighing on my shoulders for so long. So really just focus on getting the job done rather than getting caught up in perfection. Some other strategies that I've learned this year in just terms of um, how to work smarter, which is my fourth one, is, excuse me, is um, to, like I said, to batch content and really forward plan and schedule time and projects. So one of the things that I have done this year is at the start of every week, on a Monday morning, I write down every single task that I need to do for that week for the different areas of my business. So Imprint House, the podcast, my courses, uh, the studio renovation project, like whatever things that I'm working on at a particular point in time. And I write all of those things and all the things that need to be done. And then I write down at the top of the diary, the top three things that need to be completed that week, like the most important things. And then for each day, I write the top three things that need to be done for that day. And I focus on those three things and I do my most important tasks first. I have very been very good in the past at kind of like getting stuck in my inbox or doing other things that I feel like I'm being productive, but really I'm actually not getting results. I'm not 
focusing on an outcome and the most important thing. So that is something that I've really worked on this year to work smarter rather than harder. And it's been, and I've really seen the results in that. So I really encourage you to do that, to set your top three tasks at the top of the week. And then every day, focus on three things that you can do that day. The fifth thing that I have done this year is to set boundaries. And this has been, again, really important. As I said, I can very easily burn the midnight oil. I can very easily get caught up in perfection and things that aren't really moving me forward in terms of my goals for for myself, my family, for my health. And this has been a big part about being more sustainable in terms of my health and, and the way that I work and live. My husband is very good at setting boundaries, but it's something that I've had to really be very vigilant about. So one of the things that I've done is to not get distracted by my phone during the daytime or even, you know, looking at news websites or anything like that. I really focus on those three things that I need to get done during that time. And I'm very focused on them and not anything else. I really set limits about social media. So I only go on to Instagram in the evenings and I set a time limit for myself and just stick to that. And also more holistically as well, like I've, I really have been focused on eating the right foods and trying not to eat too many carbs at lunchtime because I find that then I don't get those sugar crashes later in the afternoon and keeping more of that even balance. I've been eating much more sauerkraut to have a healthy gut bacteria, you know, like all these little things, they really do help and they really do count. And really getting enough sleep, that has been a big thing as well as getting enough exercise. So most days I go for a walk and if I'm not going for a walk, I'm going for a surf. So I've been trying to go for a surf two to three times a week. I've definitely had periods where I've had a break from the surfing, but if I don't go for a surf, I go for a walk. So five days a week, I'm getting some type of exercise for at least half an hour. And that really helps me mentally. Eating the right foods helps me really with my focus and getting to bed on time. That then means that the next day I'm really good to go. I'm not feeling anxious. I'm really productive. And it's really had a big impact on the amount of work that I've been able to get done. The final thing on that is turning off on weekends and keeping family time sacred. And I really do shut down my social media. I don't go on Instagram on the weekends. I might take a few photos and share them like on a Monday, but I really don't go on there at all on the weekends. And I really focus on family time. And that has um, been very important to me. And again, I'm happy and prepared to work very hard during school term time. But when it comes to the summer holidays, I really want to be present with my family. I really want to be completely in the moment and I really want to enjoy those days. And so I will also be turning my phone off for social media during the summer holidays. And I won't be doing this podcast. I'll be taking a break. It will resume on January 12th. But I think that, you know, this, this, I did this um, last year and I think it was the year before. And I felt so recharged and energized when I came back to work and I didn't begrudge it. And during the year, even when I'm working really hard, I kind of think, you know, I'm going to have that time at the end of the year where I can really wind down and really relax. And I'm very much looking forward to that. 
So as I said, I'll just recap on these five things that I feel that um, I've really learned from this year. The first is how quickly we can adapt to any given situation. The second is that how far we have to go, how many improvements we still have to make within our own lives and within society. The third is how I can grow as a business. And the fourth is to how to work smarter. And I've learned some big lessons in relation to that. And the fifth is the importance of setting boundaries. I would really love to hear from you and about some of the big lessons that you've learned this year. So you can send me a DM on Instagram at Natalie Walton. Thank you so much to those of you who have joined me on this journey this year. I have loved connecting with you and reading your beautiful messages about the podcast. And thank you so much to those of you who have written reviews. Um, it really does mean a lot and it does help get the word out there. And finally, before you go, just a reminder that if you would like to enroll in the Design and Decoration Masterclass, visit nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. I would really love to help you in the new year on your home project. I'd love to hear from you about some of the big lessons that you've learned this year. So send me a DM on Instagram at Natalie Walton. And before you go, just a reminder that if you'd like to enroll in the Design and Decoration Masterclass, visit nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. I'd love to help you on your home project. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 35 because this is episode 35. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.